Chapter thirty of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee, Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred, part two, by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand. Chapter thirty. London from April till September, eighteen twenty two. The former possessions of France in America regrets past follies note from francis cunningham speaking of canada and louisiana and inspecting the old map of the original french settlements in america i am at a loss to understand how the government of my country allowed these colonies which would have been now an inexhaustible source of prosperity to us to pass out of their hands from acadia and canada to louisiana from the mouth of the st lawrence to that of the mississippi the territory of new france encompassed that which formed the confederacy of the first thirteen united states the other eleven with the district of columbia the territories of michigan the northwest the missouri oregon and arkansas belonged to us or would have come into our possession as they now belong to the united states by the cession of the english and the spaniards who succeeded us in canada and louisiana the whole territory lying between the atlantic on the northeast the polar sea on the north the pacific with the russian possessions in the northwest and the mexican gulf on the south that is to say more than two-thirds of the whole of north america acknowledge the laws of france i fear lest the restoration may prove vain in consequence of the adoption of views contrary to those which i have here expressed the madness of adhering to precedents a folly which i never cease to combat would not be by any means so sad had it only disturbed me by depriving me of the favour of my prince but it may perhaps cause the overthrow of the throne to be stationary in political affairs is impossible it is necessary to advance with the progress of human intelligence let us respect the dignity given by time let us look back with veneration to the past ages which are rendered sacred by the memory and the relics of our ancestors at the same time let us not attempt to retrograde towards them for they have no longer anything real in common with us and should we attempt to seize them they would vanish the chapter of Notre-Dame at Aix-la-Chapelle had the tomb of Charlemagne opened, as it is said, about the year 1450. They found the emperor seated in a gilt chair, holding in his skeleton hands the books of the evangelists, written in letters of gold. Before him were placed his sceptre and his shield of gold. By his side lay his joyeuse, sheathed in a golden scabbard. He was clothed in imperial robes. Upon his head, which was retained in its proper position by a chain of gold, was a piece of linen which covered what had once been his face and which was surmounted by a crown they touched the phantom and it crumbled into dust we possessed beyond sea an immense tract of country it afforded a refuge for the excess of our population a field for our commerce and a supply of sailors for our navy we are excluded from the new world where the human race is taking a fresh start the english portuguese and spanish languages serve in africa in asia in polynesia in the islands of the south seas and on the continent of the two americas as a vehicle for expressing the thoughts of many millions of human beings whilst we deprived of the acquisitions made by our courage and our skill only hear the language of colbert and of louis the fourteenth spoken under the government of foreign nations in some small districts of canada and louisiana it only remains as a witness of the reverses of our fortune and the faults of our administration and who is the monarch whose rule now replaces that of the french king over the canadian forests the same who caused this note to be written to me yesterday royal lodge windsor june fourth eighteen twenty two my lord viscount 
i am commanded by his majesty to invite your excellency to dine and sleep at the palace on thursday the sixth instant your very humble and obedient servant francis cunningham it was a part of my fate to be tormented by princes but i pause i recross the atlantic i have the arm reset which was broken at niagara i lay aside my bearskin dress and resume my embroidered apparel i go from the wigwam of an iroquois to the royal lodge of his britannic majesty the monarch of the three united kingdoms and lord of the indies i leave my host with the pierced ears and the little savage girl adorned with pearls wishing my lady cunningham the gentleness of mila together with that age which belongs only to the young spring those days which precede the month of may and which our french poets call la vrie end of chapter thirty